This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Whoa. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds. This is bourbon weather. I mean, I think it's bourbon weather year-round, but, like, this is really bourbon, cigars, steak weather. Brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Also presented by Havana Smoke Shop with two locations in the metro area. I-55 North in Jackson and right across from Shaggy's at the Reservoir. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live for you on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. Ole Miss, good game but lost. Mississippi State. Uh, woo! I If you've listened to me the last 18, 19 years, you know that I don't hit on officiating much, especially when it comes to Mississippi State. I don't give them... Uh, much, if any, wiggle room. We've had some uh, Ole Miss uh, officials shows, but uh, I saw Ole Miss fans complaining about the Ole Miss-Bama game. I thought you got a couple of calls that you don't ever get against Bama, so that was kind of confusing to me. I did think Mississippi State got hosed on the on the fumble not being reviewed, mm-hmm. and, you know, Stetson Bennett was in the pocket, and Blake... He wasn't just in the pocket mm-hmm. when he threw that pass. That intentional grounding, yeah. He was right there. <laughs> it's and, so bad. Uh, Is Mark Curls the single worst person at their job? And I, we're in a state where we've seen Ed Orgeron, Slackroom, Ross Bjork, like we, Larry Templeton. <laughs> we've seen some people be so... Slave and Hall of Fame, we've seen, we've seen people who are so bad, they couldn't work for the government. And yet, Mark Curls... 
the center judge for last night's game, not the white hat, but the guy with the C on the back, black yeah. hat back behind the offense, right. white hat's the, the referee, black hat's the center judge. Mark Curls, who botched the Memphis game, Mark Curls, who must like sleep with a picture of Nick Saban next to his pillow. Mark Curls is the single worst person at their job, and I will live in a state that has the city of Jackson in it. I have seen people be bad at their job my entire life, and Mark Curls might be the single crappiest person I've ever seen in my entire life. So is he, does he get the arch? If I could slap him in the face, I would slap him in the face. Okay, fair enough. Is, is Mark Curls this official you're talking about? Uh, I'm sure he's from Alabama. I've no, I, I'm sure. He's from the depths of hell, I think, okay. actually. All right. Um, so basically, he, we're going to have an out-of-bounds Christmas party. And you're not inviting him. I would invite Mark Curls just so I could punch him in his face. Got it. All right. So we'll check that box, maybe. And then why are officials not held accountable? I, I don't want to, but like, why don't we just, why can we, why do we pretend it's like, it's like the conference can't do it. Why do we pretend they don't care? Like they don't care, and, but it's across the board in a lot of, like a lot of sport. Even the NFL has some accountability issues in officiating. They've gotten better at least. I think everybody golly. at that level, at conference commissioner or commissioners of pro sports, look at it like it's a terrible job. Most people don't want to do it. We don't have a big uh, pool of candidates to choose from. And I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. Anyway. Yeah. Bottom line is it was intentional grounding. And I don't know why they didn't uh, review the fumble. Like Georgia's going to win, but let's not just hand it to them on a silver platter. Georgia's going to win. Georgia's going to win. No doubt. Can I talk about Stetson Bennett for a minute? Y- y'all know that we've had fun with Stan- Stetson Bennett. Uh, his career is amazing. More, more power to you know. He is just one of those kids that that li- I know we all eye roll at this, but he just didn't give up, and he was determined to play somewhere somehow, and it worked out. Uh, but to get to watch him play live, I had some thoughts on Saturday night. I know I've done the whole Mister Ranch dressing country club thing, and that's been fun, and people have mentioned it. And hell, I think we should have done T-shirts. Because it really caught on. I mean, I've heard people tell me about it at restaurants and being around the town and, and our Ag Up Equipment text line. Uh, but, I mean, here's what I thought of as I was watching him play. He is a slightly better version of Will Rogers as far as athleticism. He can move. And he can, even though we've already labeled him, he... he he can move around the pocket. He can actually pull the ball down and run it some. Uh, he's got a slightly better arm. And then he's got 100 times more talent. So uh, You mean around him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- I'm sorry. He's got 100 times more talent around him. Yeah. So he can make mistakes. See, third and nine at Georgia is... Th- third and nine at Mississippi State is third and an eternity. Third and nine at Georgia, or better yet, even when they get behind the sticks on first down, uh, let's illegal procedure. First and 15 for Georgia is they yawn. First and 15 at Mississippi State is a Herculean effort. Does that make sense? So Georgia at second and 13 is just, eh, we may rip off a nine-yard run. Or we may dump it off to that tight end and go for 40. I, it just So, 
Is Stetson a good player? Yeah, but when you have that capable, when second and 13 doesn't mean anything to you, or third and nine, I mean, third and four is an eternity well, at I, Mississippi State. Hell, lane train and Ole Miss. Fourth and two, I mean, first quarter. I'll even take they, it. They from, don't just have that play as much as we have uh, praised Kith, Kithin and given him as he deserves. Props for being on this run, Blake. I was going to say, I, I think I'd take it even a step further and say, forget within the possession, you can be a, you can be Stetson Bennett at Georgia and waste whole possessions, and it doesn't well, matter. No, that's good. Because well, your defense to scale it down to like a play. Yeah, but like look at the interception he threw. Look at some of the the yeah. possessions. Like they kind of wasted multiple matter. possessions, but their defense is so good, they're not going to give up points every time. Right. And so they know they have time to kind of get the offense rolling if they need to. Yeah. It's just a totally different animal. And I know they were hung over, too, from the Tennessee game. I For do sure. want to point that out because I pointed out that Bama was not near the Bama, you know, sharpen the sword Bama after loss number two. And Georgia was the same way. They They had a hangover just like LSU did, Blake, up in – Fable. Absolutely. Brian Kelly, I thought, made a great point after their game. Hey, this this league, going on the road, after big games, you just want to get through. He said, basically, he acknowledged, I knew it wasn't going to be pretty. I knew we weren't going to play really well. You can't with 20-year-olds. It's not, it's just not going to happen. Yes. Uh, You know. As as we joke about. We all want to bring it every day, and it's hard to do. In, in the, whatever profession you're in. Yeah, in the moment, we like to make a big deal about how teams win and how they lose. At the end of the season, it's did you win or did you lose? That's right. It, it matters in the moment. So that's my point on doesn't. Stetson. Yeah. He, he is a slightly better yes. version of Will Rogers. Correct. But if you dropped him in Starkville in Oxford, he would struggle to win games. Yes, because he's not dynamic enough to elevate those around him. No. That's the difference. Like... Jackson Dart is developing into where he is dynamic enough to elevate people around him. Yes. I, he's I not so. where he's going to be next year by mid-October. But, man, is he... Don't you agree that his development has been accelerated under Lane Kiffin in this offense? Yeah, well, and I, I also will say, I don't know how much of development, but also he's put in good positions. When, you, when your offense puts you in positions to succeed... You look better too, and that's and that's question. part of it. Will Mike Leach help mask Will Rogers' deficiencies? Can you? Are you just going to line or, up or are just, and literally are, do the same thing and talk about how receivers are? Open? Is this where you are, and this is just what you are? And if you're going to say yeah. that, shouldn't you ask your staff why you don't have better receivers? I, mean, I could tie this in all day, but anyway, I, I know we got to have some fun. Oh, it's 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 Blake's favorite thing today. National Spicy Guacamole Day. And Blake doesn't like guacamole or avocados. And uh, I know it's not cool. All right. We gave out an Urkslaven Award of Excellence. Let's continue this going today. Brad Everett today, 30. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> oh, man. I love the debate on what kind of job Auburn is. Um, and the debate on how I drink my bourbon. That's pretty good, too, on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Can I hit that real quick? How do you drink? I didn't know we were... What is, what is this about? Unnamed texture. Bo, how do you take your bourbon? We'll go ahead and throw out Russell's Reserve, Long Branch. Neat, big rock, splash of water, or mixed in a nice cocktail? All of the above. <laughs> it depends on what it is. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All of the above. We had a uh, Russell's Reserve Long Branch tasting last week at Kessler Prime. That's right. Okay. And uh, we did both. We went through, uh, there was, Kevin had all kinds of different stuff going on. Uh, The 10-year, the single barrel, the rye, the Long Branch, and one other one that I'm missing. Um, So we went neat. And then we also, you're going to get a different flavor profile, as you know, from from neat to rock. And so I think that's what's fun about it. And also those glasses were incredible. Yeah. Uh, that Kevin or Kessler, somebody, had out. Uh, really, really well done. So, yeah, we had a great time last week. We, and we've got another one Friday. But, um, but yeah, we had a uh, Russell's Reserve and Long Branch tasting at Kessler Prime. That was fun. And also, it's fun knowing that uh, we can mess with with Blake Scott today. It's National Spicy Guacamole Day, and guacamole is amazing. And spicy guacamole, um, especially like really well done, high quality, is phenomenal. And so there you go. We we should make you eat guacamole on the air. I mean, I've had it before. It's just not good. Yeah, uh, it's delicious. It's no. especially good. Like if you get a bur- a really 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 good burger. And you've got, you know, whatever cheese, boar's head cheese, whatever you want. You're at a restaurant, and it's really well done with some cheese and some bacon. You do a little bit of guac, fresh guac on there, and you're living right. So Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think two things. One, I get it. I've had guacamole that's like, okay, it's just not, not my thing. But two, bourbon, it feels like we're in that cold weather, <clears throat> cold weather period where you want that, like, hot bourbon drink. You know, heat that bourbon up, maybe a little like cinnamon, clove, like go with a, a hotty toddy, as the Ole Miss fans like to say, things like that. Yeah, It's so cold out. I mean, you're going to have to warm the bones on Saturday. It's going to be freezing. So I have to have to lubricate with some warm bourbon instead of some cold bourbon. Man, it's going to be chilly this week and this weekend. It flipped overnight on us. Yeah, it was. Uh, we, we had freeze. hot days. You know, I was I was walking last week, sweating. And then, boom, it it just 
It was colder. I was not prepared on Saturday, and I bailed on tailgating. Oh, uh, brutal. You know, we talked about it throughout the day, and I think really Wendy and I were just talking about it to push it back. <laughs> and we went over to a friend's house. That was fun. But uh, I, I just I didn't make it. And then our son went out there, and he said, it is freezing. Don't do it. Yeah, it's very cold. Um, and, yeah. So, anyway, all right. Ag Up Equipment text line. Uh, oh, man, we're getting all sorts of things coming in on this bourbon discussion. Yeah, I, I love – look, I'm all about some bourbon neat. I mean, that that's the way you, you really get the taste, and and we do that all the time. And But I'm also – you know, I never thought I'd be an old-fashioned guy. Um, I never drank them, and then all of a sudden, you know, we got into this bourbon game, one first with Four Roses and now with Russell's Reserve and Long Branch, and holy smokes, they can do it up. You throw a little Grand Marnier in it, it's really good. Live in the Bank Plus Studio, Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Uh, Ole Miss had a shot to win at the end. Uh, people are asking, how can how can you not give Quinshawn Judkins touches? Uh, Blake, my takeaway from Kiffin was basically that, that I think he got it after the fact, but also he was like Judkins was gassed. Because he was carrying the offense. Correct. I, I know that Dart and Malik Heath uh, connected throughout the day, and those were some unbelievable plays. And Lane's doing a great job getting them on the same page. But Judkins carried the load for them. Yeah. I'm not saying that's okay. And Judkins shouldn't have, you know, gotten another. 25 carries and uh, three passes. I know. Three receptions. I mean, you had 28 touches. That's <laughs> That's insane. 28 touches yeah. this day and age yeah. as much as teams spread spread the ball. I mean, that is number one running back style that you don't really see in no, college that, that was when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, 2002. I mean, that's, Jackie Sherrill wanted to give it to yeah, Michael Davis. That's Derrick Henry. I think J.J. Johnson yeah. would, would carry it. Like, uh, you know, Sherrill didn't really ever have any good QBs. And, and you know, J.J. Johnson would, would carry it like 31 times a game. Yeah, I, and look, I get what you're saying, too. Like, you had to do everything you could to get down into the red zone to have a chance to score. I know you maybe want Judkins to get the ball again, like you said, but at the end of the day, I don't, you know. They may have panicked a little bit yeah. on, that, on that play-calling sequence. I mean, look, Lane's unreal. He, you're not going to nail every one. Uh, I under, but I also understand the crowd like, hey, or the fans. Should we kick the field goal in the first quarter? I get that. And should Judkins touch it, even if he is exhausted? Uh, yeah. I get it. Again, there's just not much you can complain about. But if you if you give 10 it ten and two and eight and two, if you give it to Judkins and he falls down and gets whipped because he's dead tired, then you're going, why'd you give it to? Right. I mean, it's always it's the two point conversion thing all over again. If you get the two point conversion, great call. You may, and if you don't get it, then like, oh, maybe you should have kicked it. You know. I just, I, I get it, hindsight. I think Kiffin is doing everything he can to win with an inexperienced freshman QB, essentially. I know he played a couple games at Southern Cal, but first year in the program, first year in this system, not any playing time in reality. You're doing everything you can to even have your team ready to play and have your team with a chance to win. Right. And Quinshawn Judkins, again, 25 carries for 135 yards. He averaged, we asked what could they do on the ground, He's the only one who did anything. He averaged five and a half yards a carry. Yeah. 
Nobody else was even close. I mean, Zach Evans only six for 12 yards. Well, he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, he's been fighting to get back and get healthy. Uh, uh, Dylan Johnson can't get healthy. Nope. Evidently. I, I, they're, but they're continuing to try to play. I can't fig, I can't figure out why you're playing him and not. I mean, if he's not Leach, healthy, there's so much pressure on Leach to win the Golden Egg game. It's in Oxford. Ole Miss is better. Uh, they should be a, in my opinion, seven point favorite. Um, and and you're playing him in games that you're not going to win. I, it it's a it's a Head scratcher there for me. I mean, should you play Dylan Johnson against East Tennessee State? Should he even practice staying? I mean, staying off that ankle is is the key, right? Uh, do you have faith in Mike Leach and the staff to make good decisions? Not right now. It, let me ask you this question. I, I've been more critical of some of the off-the-field stuff, but I've always thought Leach understands offense, and he's been a good coach. I mean, the, the record is there. I get that. But the the... Ego. We're seeing it in College Station. We've seen it with Ed Orgeron. We've seen it with Joe Moorhead. We we are seeing it. We see it all the time. Coaches re- letting pride prevent them from being successful. Ron Harson. I think without doubt, what you're seeing happen in Starville is a, an an outdated, antiquated system that Mike Leach is holding on to for dear life at the end of his career because. He's just not going to change at this point in his life. And he's going to say the same things in the post-game press conference. Yep. The plays are there to be made. You know who Fans else says that? Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher. Just got to execute. But Mike is winning. He's going to win seven games. Yep. Here's the problem. He's going to win seven games. In Starkville, absolutely. He's not going to win nine. Can he roll? Can Mike Leach and Will Rogers roll out next year and do the same thing? You get the sense that there's fan fatigue is building. If you don't grow, are you really doing anything good? And if Will is limited and he is, are you going to do some things to help him? Your thoughts. Brad Edwards coming up next, 25 years at ESPN. What's going on in Tuscaloosa? Bama insider Brad Edwards on the Yingling Lager guest line. Luganville will be later in the week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. And good morning. Welcome in. Alabama with the win over Ole Miss in Oxford. 30-24. to 24, Close game. Uh, and a fun game to uh, to watch and see how it, it all played out. I thought Ole Miss, man, marching down the field. Were they going to win that bad boy 31-30? to 30? It didn't happen. And, uh, you know, they were up. Lake 17 to 7 at one point, and they passed on a field goal in the first quarter. There's been a lot of debate on that. We'll ask our next guest about that, too. But uh, we welcome in Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059 The Zone, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. And Brad joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line, 25 years at ESPN. And, of course, his book, Dynasty by the Numbers, and why Alabama now owns the greatest decade-plus run in college football history. But I'll kind of pivot on that. Uh, Brad Edwards, they're 8-2, they're and two, Alabama Crimson Tide. They don't look dominant. It looks like Kirby has stole the recipe and is cooking better food with it than Nick Saban. What's your kind of takeaway on this Alabama Crimson Tide team this year. Yeah, there's no question, Bo, that um, Georgia right now is a level above Alabama. And um, look, if not for a 17-point win by Alabama over Georgia in the SEC championship game last year, you would think the gap is is much bigger uh, than than it probably is. I mean, that that's really the the one thing, or I guess maybe the better way to say it is is that the only reason we don't think the gap is huge is because of that one result. Um, and not, and I mean, look, not to mention Alabama did take a, you know, a lead in the fourth quarter over Georgia in the national championship game. So when they've gone head to head, you know, when, when Alabama has played Georgia, they've gotten up for those, those games and they've played at that level, but really the last two seasons, not just this year, but, but last year as well, outside of the games against Georgia, how many times has Alabama looked like a team that might be the best in the country? Not many. I mean, I mean, this is the second year in a row that they've played a bunch of close games. And I, I'm not making this about Ole Miss. There's not, nothing, nothing shameful in playing a close game against Ole Miss and Oxford. Um, and, and neither is there anything shameful playing a close game against LSU and Baton Rouge or Tennessee and Knoxville. But Alabama teams of the past – might have been challenged in one of those games, but the other two, they were going to go out there and they were going to win easily. And um, look, I I think a friend of mine said it very well on on Facebook after the LSU game uh, a week ago, which is that Alabama looks like a top 15 team. And it's that simple. You know, they look like a team that should be ranked somewhere around, you know, number 10, number 12, that, uh, any given week, if they play very well, might be able to beat anyone in the country, in the country on that day. Um, but at the same time, any given Saturday, they could go out there and get a game from an unranked team. That's just that's just 
that's how teams that are ranked in that range usually play throughout a season, and that's how Alabama's played throughout this season. I, I, I just I don't think there has been any point this year where Alabama you looked at them for even even three quarters of a game and said you know what that might be the best team in the country. Never at any point this season. Um, I mean they're still good, obviously. I mean they're just two plays away from being undefeated. But even if they were undefeated, I think we could still look at them and say something's missing. This isn't the dominant team that that we're used to seeing out there wearing those uniforms, even in some of the years where they lost a game. Okay, I mean, the other team played really well or Alabama made a lot of mistakes, whatever. They get beat one time. Then you see them flip a switch, and from that point on, it's a different Alabama. You just haven't gotten that this year, and you didn't get it last year either. Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds show in the Yingling Lager guest line. So, Brad, what you just described and framed up, you started in college football in the mid 90s. This is what teams looked like before Saban's dominant run, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look, if you go back um, prior, and I'm just trying to think, I mean, maybe maybe 10 plus years ago, um, maybe it wasn't even 10 years ago. We've had this recent run where if, you know, if it wasn't Alabama or Georgia or Clemson, you know, there there have been some teams in the last eight years or so that were just absolutely dominant. Um, and there's been a group of them, you know, where it looks like two or three teams are just a level above everybody else in the sport. But that, that hasn't always been the case. There have been, you know, plenty of seasons in our lifetimes where even the best team in the country, you know, and the team that ends up winning it got pushed many times during the season. Um but but in, in very recent years, that's become unusual, where it's like, okay, if, if if you're getting played into the fourth quarter competitively, you know, three times in a season, now it feels like you can't be the best team in the country <laughs> because there's because we just we've just grown to accept that right. there's such a big gap between the very best and everyone else. I mean, I, maybe it's because of the playoff and and how rarely we see competitive games even in the semifinals. You know, I mean, when the stage is its biggest, you see that the number one and two teams quite often are just a level above everybody else, and you're you're not seeing that from Alabama. Now, all of this said, is it a stretch to think that they still, you know, might not be right there for second-best team? Like, I, I just think Georgia's a level above everybody else. Um, I mean, obviously, losing on the last play of the game – in Baton Rouge, in Knoxville. I mean, LSU and Tennessee aren't any better than Alabama. Um, then you you look at Michigan, Ohio State. Do, do I think they're a notch above that Alabama couldn't beat them? No, I, I don't. And so maybe it's just Georgia. Maybe this is just a year. And looking, and Georgia had a couple weeks where they looked pretty ordinary. Um, it was more than a month ago now. but um, Brad, I don't think know, they're you... as dominant as I thought after watching them in person Saturday night. I mean, did they blow out Mississippi State? Yeah. I agree that they are better than everybody else, and Kirby's doing something different than maybe what Bama's doing now. I don't know if it's the Scott Cochran stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, younger, more juice. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's hitting on the five stars at a – higher level than than Saban. But, you know, Brad, I still think Georgia's beatable. I wasn't sure about that. 
they're good, but because they're not dynamic at QB, they're not yeah. quite as ferocious as I thought they were going That's into Saturday night, Brad. You know, so so my brother and I were talking about this uh, a week ago, and you know, I, I said if you if you look at um, certain certain teams that, that have a, a quarterback who's elite, like you figure, even if he has a bad day, he's still going to throw for however many yards and and touchdowns and whatever, and he's going to carry that team. Um, Stetson Bennett on a good day is is going to be as productive as any any quarterback in the country like he he can make great plays and looks like a guy who should be considered for the Heisman trophy but then he has other games and I don't mean just like a one-off I mean several times throughout the season will go out there and throw two picks and I mean I'll just say this now look I don't think anybody is is suggesting that Stetson Bennett is at Bryce Young's level right I mean they're they're not the same guy but they are the quarterbacks of the the two teams that have kind of been the elite in the SEC for the last few years. And if you go look at Bryce Young's game log, like just go on ESPN.com or whatever, and just look at his stats by game, you're not going to find many that you're going to like, oh, he had a bad game. I mean, I I don't even know how few times he's thrown two interceptions in a game, but it's it's not many. Um, but then you look at Stetson Bennett's game log, and just from the last two years, forget what he did before that when he, you know, was was you know trying to establish himself as the starter and all that. But I'm just talking about when Georgia has been dominant as a team. He still has. I mean, it, some, it seems like it's every other game, every third game, something like that. He goes out there and throws two picks, and he just and that, that to me is kind of. That's what makes me think Georgia is vulnerable, potentially, in the playoff, is that you've seen him do it so often. You know he has it in him to go out there and have a couple of turnovers, maybe even a big one. And, and if he does it against Ohio State, for example, they could lose. There are a lot of teams that they could play, and maybe even in, in, in a one-versus-four game in a semifinal, where even if he has a bad game, they're just too, too much – more talented than the other team to be able to lose it. But uh, I, I'm with you. They, they are beatable. Um, and I think, I think the quarterback not being dynamic is the reason why. But I tell you what, you, you look at w- where Kirby has that program, and it's scary to think what Georgia would be if they ever got a Bryce Young, you know, yes. if, if they ever had the Tua, you know, and, and that type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, by the way, we used to say that about Alabama. Even like, oh, we did. Yeah, when they were when they were running I mean, out back, Jake back, Coker and Blake yeah, Sims. Back when they were running out, yeah, Blake Sims, Jake Coker, and, and they were still <laughs> winning national championships. They and were. we're thinking, we're thinking, if Alabama ever had a like a first or second round talent at quarterback, can you imagine how good they might be? Yeah. Now, fortunately for the rest of college football, when they finally got those guys their defense started to drop off a little it bit. Um, and so you still had teams beat them every now and then. But, but yeah, I mean, it's scary to think what Georgia might be if they had a, a real, like, first-round talent at quarterback. <laughs> if Georgia had Bryce Young, even Matt Corral, and like you said, to a, a heck, Jalen Hurts. I mean, we could go on and on. Yeah. That's a great point. Brad Edwards, Bama Insider on the Yingling Liger guest line. Uh, look, I, I give Ole Miss credit for the way they played. I, 
Bama's different coming off one loss than two losses, Brad, because let's just be honest. This program doesn't get excited about playing in Orlando or Tampa no. or whatever in, in during Christmas holidays. Where are you on that? Well, so I, I was pleasantly surprised by Alabama's performance on Saturday in that I thought there was a good chance going in that it could end up being the worst loss of the Saban era. I, I, I thought there was a chance Alabama could go out there not caring at all because all of their – I mean, Ole Miss was still playing for the SEC West and, and obviously still playing for a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl game even if they didn't make it to the SEC championship game. Whereas Alabama doesn't care about a New Year's Six Bowl game. Like, like their season was over. And, and I thought, okay, and, and by the way, the way the game started with Ole Miss marching right down the field, I'm like, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this one's going to be, it's like the Alabama-Tennessee game all over where it's going to be like 21 nothing in the first quarter. The difference is that Alabama's not going to get it together and come back because they don't care. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that ended up not being the case, that, you know, Alabama did – did just you know made enough plays to, to to hang in there and and make a game of it and be able to pull away in the second half. I mean to tell you the truth, I was I was a little disappointed in Ole Miss's offense in the game because I thought they would torch Alabama's defense. Um, and I, I'm just saying that based on what I saw Tennessee do to them, what I have seen uh, other teams with good offenses do to them. And uh, they're just one of those defenses that is not as good as the sum of its parts. I mean, they've got a lot of really good players out there, but they don't play together. No. Low assignments. They miss tackles. Pete Golding's not a good – he's just not a big-time defensive coordinator, Brad. And so so, um, what was disappointing to me from the Ole Miss standpoint is is that the only thing that Ole Miss really consistently did well throughout that game offensively was was to pick on – Alabama's corner number three, uh, Terry and Arnold. Arnold was only in there because the starter for Alabama was injured on the first play of the game. So, so he was not Arnold was not supposed to be out there on the field in that game whatsoever. Once he got out there, Kiffin recognized, okay, this is a mismatch. We can pick. We might not have been able to pick on Ricks, but we can pick on Arnold, and they did. They completed a lot of passes on him all game long. Um, but but that was really the only thing that they consistently could go to, and and I, I just figured that Kiffin, knowing you know Alabama's defense the way he does, and as great of a play caller and schemer as he is, that he would have just had a lot of stuff working, but he didn't. And maybe we should give credit to Alabama. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I was just I I was I was expecting Ole Miss to score at least forty in that game and for them to only get 24 and, and only seven in the second half. Um, that, that was really surprising to me. He is Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN, Bama insider on the out of bounds show and the Yingling lager guest line. Uh, where's, where are we going with lane? He he's grown up. He pivoted. He turned the page. He's been on an unbelievable run at Florida Atlantic and, um, and Ole Miss. Um, he kind of resurrected the Alabama program. You get the sense that he absolutely believes he is a national championship caliber coach. Where, what do you see and where do you think this is going with Lane? Yeah, look, I mean, if not for, um, if not for what happened earlier in his career, 
it would almost be a foregone conclusion that he's out of Oxford and it, you know, if not at the end of this year, at least, you know, in another year or so, just because of, of what he's been able to do and how quickly he's done it. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're looking at a really good chance of him having a, another 10 win season there. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe 11 with a bowl game. Um, and, you know, when you, you look at that and there's, there's just so much to be impressed by, but at the same time, you're like, what's, what's his biggest win? And I don't, I mean, what, what is his biggest win at Ole Miss? He's had some good records. At Mississippi really good State of, last year? or He's done a really good job of beating the teams that he should beat, right? And, and there's a lot to be said for that, by the way. Sure. I mean, how, many, how many teams out there just go out and lose? I mean, even Kentucky last weekend losing to Vandy. Right. Um, you know, Lane hasn't done that, which is great. And, 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 and by the way, that's... At year at MSU, but I mean, neither one of those teams were were yeah. anything special, Brad. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's kind of where it is right now with Ole Miss, which is okay. If, if and, and look, I, I know how much it means to them to you know to be able to 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 win the West to get to Atlanta, and that's what they ultimately want to do. I'm not saying anyone expects that, but that's what they want to accomplish there. And in order to do that, you're going to have to win a game or two against a team that's it's probably better than you. Right. right. And, and, and so that's the next step is that they've got to find a way to big, to win that big one, to win the one that people aren't expecting them to win. Um, but, but will, will somebody already have seen enough to make Lane an offer? I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe so, because look, there are, there are a lot of programs that would love to just win the games they're supposed to win. Heck yeah. As <laughs> the Texas Longhorns. Well, yeah, I mean, ask you know A and M, and and I mean, not that A and M is going to be looking for a coach. Um, as you don't much think as they, they will? might want a new one? All right, hold on. Let, let's let's pivot I, I think on it's that. Too much money. Okay, I think it's too much money. So, Jimbo should beat UMass this weekend, and then I think LSU comes in and thumps them because yeah. LSU was on a massive hangover last weekend. We see that all the time with twenty-year-olds. I get. Yeah, I mean, Georgia didn't bring. Their A game to start, well, I get it. They had just played Tennessee. Got it. All right. With Jumbo, if if LSU pounds them, do you, now there is a rumor that there is a meeting today with big wigs, A uh, and M. Not that they're going to do anything today, but there is a meeting talking about where are we and where are we going. If LSU beats them and beats them handily. And Brian Kelly's year one where they should have, everybody talked about them struggling and being in transition, and now they're going to Atlanta. They're in year five with Jimbo. What do you think could play out, Brad? I, I just think when you're dealing with that much money, that if, if you're going to spend that, and I realize it's not coming out of the athletic department budget. You know, they're, they're people who have more money than cents that are going to, you know, pay most of that tab. But, if you're going to spend that much money to buy someone out of, of that type of contract, you better be certain that you are guaranteed to get someone that you think is better. Right. I mean, and that's the big question. It, it's not, can you get a better coach than Jimbo? Of, of course you can, but, but the bar has been set where the expectation is you should be, you know, contending for the playoff on a fairly regular basis at A&M. And, and it's obviously not based in, in history, no. that, that belief, you know, but, but it's just that, that's kind of where they've been led to, 
you know, think that they are based on, you know, a lot of talk by Jimbo and, and maybe, you know, some recruiting classes and whatever. But um, who is out there that would be willing to take that A&M job that is clearly a level above Jimbo and is going to contend for a national title if he gets that, you know, gets that, that opportunity? That, that's the big question. Lane, you know, I, I just all right. Sometimes Lane? programs and boosters and athletic directors look at us as things are on. I know we're about to get in the silly season, but as things unfold here, Brad, sometimes they say, "Well, if we don't get him now, then Auburn's going to get him or someone else." Do so, you think so that that could come talk into play? About fit, Bo. Like we talk about fit. I, I mean, Lane Kiffin in College Station, Texas. Oh, like, I, just, I think it fits. Do you? Absolutely. See, I don't get it. I don't buy into that, Brad, the whole fit thing. I, it would be like before we started talking about this as much, Nick Saban coming in from Michigan State to LSU. Nobody gave a damn. Nobody cares. I heard that from LSU people with Brian Kelly. Dude, people, winning, when you have programs that attract elite talent, you see it in college basketball all the time. People move around and win from West Coast to East Coast, from Midwest to Southeast to, you know, whatever. Um, I even heard some of that with Cal Calipari going from Memphis to Lexington. You know, well, he's he's a Northeast guy. Blah blah blah. I I, I don't. Yeah, okay. I think Lane Kiffin fits at Auburn or Texas A and M because he wins. Well, I think the question for Lane would be: Okay, if you're going to leave Ole Miss, and, and it, I, I think he's in a really comfortable spot there, making good money, um, waiting for. I think he's waiting for an opportunity. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's maybe he's happy there and wants to stay. But if he's waiting for an opportunity, would A and M give you a better that a better uh, opportunity than Auburn? I think it would. I mean, I agree. I'd, I'd much and especially as long as Saban's still at Alabama, even though it can't be that much longer. Um, of course, you know, Kiffin's buddy Sark is at Texas, so. Then all of a sudden you're going head to head with him on the recruiting trail and playing him every year and um, I it's whew. I I just can't see it Bo I it's it's not it's not so much that I can't see Lane being interested in a job where you could recruit the type of players that you can at A and M right it's more I just I just can't see. I can't see A and M boosters thinking that Lane and just because of what we just said. What's the biggest win that he's had? What's his biggest win as a head know. coach? At MSU or at Tennessee last year? No, no, and not just at Ole Miss, but like anywhere. Like oh, what is his biggest win uh, as a head coach? Southern, yes, you know, yeah, I can't remember. USC, yeah. whatever. And it just, what, what has he done as far as a, an elite win that would lead you to believe here's a guy who is going to win the SEC West and, and get to the playoffs? It's a good question. Ole Miss fans like the way you frame that up there. Okay. Brad Edwards. I'd love to see him stay in Oxford. Just... But he wants to win a national title. I, I get it. I get it. I just I don't if you're gonna bowl, I don't think this is this window is the time to do it. So. I, I think you could be right there though. All right, Brad Edwards on the Yingling Lager guest line. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, take care. Brad Edwards, 25 years ESPN, Bama insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. Don't forget that Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue B3 now has Yingling to go along with that amazing cheeseburger that you want for lunch or dinner. 
Yingling at B3 in Madison and Brandon. Back in a second. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.